Hello there and welcome to the Alstine Film Podcast where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Nope. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How are you this week? I'm feeling great. Good to talk again on this wonderful podcast and we're talking about Nope. Nope is a 2022 American epic neo-western science fiction horror film. Oh my god, why is that so longly written? This is on Google by the way. So many things. Directed and co-produced by Jordan Peele under his Monkey Paw Productions banner. Okay, that's a very weird description to tell you. That'll do. That'll really do. That'll do. Yeah. Full spoilers ahead. I mean, yes. Yeah. I would highly recommend you go and see Note because it is yes. an experience. It's yes. something that you would watch once a millennia. A film that traumatized you. It traumatized <laughs> me afterwards. For context, I was watching the new Dragon Ball film. I was like, oh, what a wholesome anime. And then I just saw Nope. <laughs> I was so traumatized. It was like, <laughs> really is opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, I yeah. have to say, first of all, Nope has been out for so long. So, you know, if you oh. haven't seen it and it's still at the cinema for somebody, I really think that, you know, you need to watch it at the cinema and streaming yeah. will not do it justice. But yeah, streaming, I have to no. say, first and foremost, the trailers for this movie are so infuriating. <laughs> now, again, spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen Nope and you want to, not great for uh, you to listen to us, but there is a shot in the trailer which is one of the best shots in the movie that they spoil the whole premise. I don't know why they would show that. That is the most infuriating thing, as you just said. Trailers are giving us a taste of, like, what mm. the film is yet to come. It just showed, <laughs> like, the whole premise. Like, bro. It's like, this film is very much a mystery. Like, the whole time we have characters trying to figure out what they're seeing, and the first half of this film is all about that. And as we find out... This is like a huge UFO, like this is like aliens and they are trying to capture it, get it on camera. And that very much is just the very simple premise of the movie. But the first half of it very much leans on, you know, are they seeing what they think they're seeing? Is this really this unidentified flying object? But the whole time I'm sitting there and it was in the trailer, they have this amazing (laughs) shot of... Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ, on a horse, riding away from a huge cloud of dust from which this UFO emerges. And it's brilliant. It's a beautiful shot. I almost cried when I saw it. It was fucking brilliant. But why would you put that in the trailer? I would like a word to whoever decided to have that edited in the trailer. And thought, yeah, they they won't won't see it. Ah, It's like, uh, what, a nanosecond? But people are going to be analyzing over the shot. And I want to point out, like, I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw it at the cinema. So I didn't didn't really have a choice. I didn't have a choice either. I I was like, oh, a second trailer. Okay, okay, I'll uh, I'll see. Because it wasn't my choice either. I was like, okay, I'll I'll stay away from the trailer because I saw the first one. And it was really exciting. I thought it was going to build up something really cool. And mm. I had different ideas what the film's going to be like. So I thought mm. it would be like a ghost in this cloud or yeah. this, I don't know, something else that was really interesting. But no, it just decided to spoil that in the whole second trailer. Yeah, the, that first trailer is amazing. And that's the kind of tease that you want from you know, this kind of movie. It's a similar thing that happened with Everything Everywhere All at Once. I didn't watch the trailer, but I ended up seeing the trailer at the cinema and it basically spoiled every single universe. So when I watched the film, nothing surprised me. Nothing was as good as it could have been. And that's a real, real shame. 
man. Anyway, <laughs> on to the film that, itself. Yes, what did you apart think? from that abomination of a trailer, nope, is a fantastic film that you would need to see this in cinema. If anyone watched Dune on the super screen or the big screen, and you yes. have these loud, loud speakers, that would shake the whole room. I'm mm. not kidding. This exactly happened in Nope. And the sound design was impeccable. Like, you know, when the creature, oh, I'll call it a space creature. So Jean Jacket. Jean Jacket, yeah. So Jean Jacket, whenever it was like hovering around or chasing one of the characters, it would just be like so terrifying. Like oh it was so God. intense. Like the last sequence was just amazing. Like yeah. cinema, it's cinema. <laughs> like, you know, like. It truly is. There is such a sense of scale. And I have to say that sometimes you'll get a director who makes indie movies low budget and really, really knocks it out of the park. And, and then they will get a bigger budget. You see this a lot with directors who make small things and then make a Marvel movie, for example. And sometimes those directors don't really know what to do with the extra budget. But my God, Jordan Peele has used the extra budget so well like the cinematography has just this incredible foreboding atmosphere in the way that it shoots things and the wide shots make it feel so oddly claustrophobic and like you're being watched. Oh. And in that final sequence, the way that the editing utilizes the electricity going off and oh. like the wavy, the wavy like arm floating things will like turn off. Amazing. That whole final and sequence is just so mesmerizing. It truly is. And watching it in the cinema was just bringing back like the wonder. You're stuck with these strangers for a few hours and it's the most intense sequence in the film. And yeah. you're watching it and like the music and the score, oh, the score as well. The score was excellent as well. I loved mm. it. And yeah. once the creature was like chasing OJ and that shot, it was like the most like I never felt so tense before in my life watching that film. Apart from 1917, that was a really intense film. Yes. But it's like one of those experiences, again, like the horror, like the building up the idea up to this moment, that is like pure storytelling at its finest. You know, like usually in horror films, they will have this huge dialogue about like, oh, this creature or oh, this thing that's happening in the sequence. They don't have that. And the visual storytelling that I loved was the electricity, as you said, you know, like it, it powers down. And one of those figures, I don't know what it's called, like with those balloon, like yeah, the, you know, the, wa the, the, the wavy things. The wavy things, yeah, we'll call it the wavy things. The wavy things, you know, like when Jean Jacket would come around and it was great because that would get the audience to know, oh, it's here. It's like, it's like Jaws or something like it's, it's great. It's great. I just love mm. it. Oh, yeah. yeah, like I definitely feel Get Out and Us. They are predominantly horror, but this film, obviously it's got horror elements and the horror elements are so well executed, but there is a lot in here. As you said, in like the synopsis, it's got neo-Western, it's got sci-fi, it's thrilling. Like, and there's so many of these like things that are so, so well executed. Like at the end when Kiki Palmer's character is in the show place, and she's trying to take pictures of Jean Jacket. I mean, the ending so well executed. They go through all of this to try and get Jean Jacket. And then she looks over and there are just loads of reporters with cameras and they've all got Jean Jacket. And it just makes everything feel so pointless. And it very much gave me the similar vibes as the end of Get Out with the police car. Anyone who's seen Get Out will know what I mean. That very much felt like a similar like sense of pointlessness to the whole thing. But then you get this shot 
of the entrance to this place where OJ is on his horse and like the dust clears so you can see him and the music gives like this Western kind of like motif and it was so powerful and uplifting and it was just like so like so well edited and the music was used so well and I just think that it was so refreshing to be at the cinema watching a film like this. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth, like that whole ending shot. I absolutely loved that. And as you said, that there was a whole bunch of genres that just mixed together, which I love because it's so fresh. It's like original and unoriginal at the same time, if you know what I mean, like all genres yeah. collide together. And there's some shows that I really love or films that do this really well that collide a whole thing with like, you know, with time or with memory or with western or anything and i love it it's just like a great way of like experimenting genres on a whole new level and that's the most exciting part about nope you know you get to see these genres together and it's so scary but yet exciting at the same time yeah jordan peele has proven himself just such a treasure with this film (laughs) like to be to be able to breathe new life into the horror genre with get out and us and then to do this film which very much kind of harkens back as you mentioned it felt like jaws or like close encounters of the third kind it felt similar to kind of 80s spielberg and that wonder and and that kind of like forebodingness of jean jacket and aliens like that definitely felt like it was from that era but at the same time he makes it so new and so fresh and so interesting and i really just respect the guy i think that he's so talented (laughs) and we're just looking to have a film like this that can be as good as it is without having to rely on any pre-established franchise or anything like that. Yeah, and there's some really, really terrifying moments in the film. The whole scene where Stephen Young's character, he was presenting this show to an audience where Jean Jacket would come down and take the horse, which was called Lucky, I think. And he was like, okay, everyone, it's time to see this thing out of space. And this was like the most terrifying scene. Like, it was so traumatic. Like, if you're watching this in the cinema, Jean Jacket would come down and take the audience into its organ. Ah, oh, that was so distressing in the cinema. I was like, yeah. not having it at all. And it was like, gave me War of the Worlds. Tom, have you seen War of the Worlds? I haven't seen War of the Worlds. Right. Okay, that's going to be hard to describe. But it was just <laughs> so claustrophobic. It was terrifying. Yeah. It was something that, you know, you wouldn't see in a lot of horror films nowadays. Like, you know, The Shining or anything that just building up the idea and it would just give you this shock factor, not like a cheesy jump scare that, just comes out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. This scene was just so traumatic and it just fitted so well for this foreboding Jean Jackie in the whole film. And you just hear the screams of the audience all the way throughout the film. Like you just, you can hear them scream when they can hover around. Yeah, I was like, I, mean... I was not prepared for that. <laughs> no, no, it, it's so good. Like you get Stephen Yeun is is presenting the horse, and you know you very much feel like okay, we're gonna get a a pretty decent look at Jean Jacket here. But then Jean Jacket arrives early, and you can feel the stress that Stephen Yeun and his wife are going through as they're looking towards Jean Jacket, trying to get the horse out, and realizing that they are in danger. And the way that like that whole scene unfolds, and when they cut inside jean jacket i remember thinking because as you said it literally shows them going through the digestive tract and i was like okay so i guess 
this is like the prelude before we get to the aliens. And that's where the twist is so good. The way that they put such an intelligent spin on what you expect. You expect them to go inside the, the, the UFO and you expect, or I expected at least, big halls, you know, big white rooms with aliens inside that, you know, are like communicating. But no, instead they decide the UFO is the alien. It is the creature. And then we get this whole exploration of it being territorial and it's attacking. And that was just so clever. That was such an interesting way to make the film so much more than what it was. It's a, it's a way to make it stand out from other films that may deal with this topic and make you think about the whole conversation surrounding aliens in such a different way. I thought that was just ingenious. Yeah. And it was a great way of like, okay, so in the trailer, I'm sorry, I have to go back to the trailer. Um, you know, like with the <laughs> Why, John? UFO. Why? Okay. I don't want to think about the trailer. That shot of the UFO, the entire plot twist was that it was just a massive creature. And it was so trippy. And it was like, assuming that you would see, I have to reference some games that Tom might not know, but like Bloodborne or Dark Souls or Itch. any... I know Bloodborne <laughs> and Dark Souls. Who do you think I am? Okay, okay. Well, it just gave me one of those vibes to like these mystical creatures or anything that we'd see. And the eye was like opening and just like looking, just like, it was so terrifying. It was just, I didn't know how to design for that. That was great. Creative design for the jean jacket. It was so interesting to see that unfold. Yeah, when, when, Je- when jean jacket kind of opens up, and the eye kind of pulses. It's just terrifying. It's like it's kind of opening its wings, you know, ready to stalk its prey. Like, I think there is so much, and I I reckon that this film would really benefit from a second viewing because once you know that the UFO is actually a creature and is living and is territorial, you begin to think of it a whole different way. You begin to have a whole different perspective on the entire narrative. I want to kind of talk about the theme of this film. And I do think it's interesting because before watching this film, I made sure that I'd watched Us and Get Out first because having loved Get Out and having not seen Us, I wanted to make sure that I could understand the trajectory of Jordan Peele as a filmmaker. And I'm really happy that I I did. Have you seen Get Out or Us? I've seen Get Out. Amazing film. Um, I haven't seen Us though. But, right. Well, yeah. Us, Us is just as good. So definitely, I recommend that to everybody listening Great. and obviously get out as well. But I think that Us, you know, like a lot of the themes and things that are tackled in Get Out, it's very different what they can, what they then decide to tackle in Us, making the two films feel very distinct. And then Nope feels, again, like a completely different thing. And I really appreciate how Jordan Peele is, is exploring different genres and different themes. But one thing that goes the whole way through all of his films is this theme of control in get out you have this whole theme of control over one's body and being trapped in you know in in your own skin or somebody else's skin you have a similar thing in us you have control between the tethered and the humans and in nope the control is very much between animal and human and what i love so much is the whole film, the whole conflict of Jean Jacket is personified through Gordy. Now, Ah, Gordy, Gordy the chimpanzee is another one of the terrifying scenes of the movie. Oh, terrifying as well, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Yun's character was in a sitcom with this chimpanzee called Gordy. And the kind of tragic backstory is that one episode they were shooting Gordy's birthday and the monkey who was playing Gordy 
went crazy and really brutally attacked a couple of the stars. And we see this whole sequence unfold and we see quite a few instances throughout the film of animals losing control, like the horse and Jean Jacket themselves. But Gordy, you see this whole sequence of Gordy going crazy and killing and attacking these stars. And it really is terrifying. And I feel like this film very much has this theme of humans trying to tame or feel like they can control animals instead of trying to understand them. And you have like this camera crew and this like whole production unit trying to control Gordy. And when he eventually snaps, they can't do anything. And he just kind of goes in this rampage. And it was such a terrifying scene from Stephen Young's character's perspective. You know, like you get to see the whole thing just unfold, like Gordy just attacking two of the cast members. And I remember one line from Stephen Yeun's character saying that one of the actors gave out a performance of a lifetime and he was amazing. That one character who was like saying, Gordy, get back, get back. I think that was the cast member that he was referring to and he was trying to get away from Gordy. The one thing that was exploring the whole film, as I said, was control. And Stephen Yeun's character was trying to recreate the awe of control or the, the idea of what if something goes wrong, but also that particular thing is in control like Gordy and then Jean Jacket as well. Stephen Yeun was trying to regain control over Jean Jacket all the way through as he was trying to give out performance to the audience in that particular sequence. And then it happened again and he was trying to recreate the awe and the shoe as well. The shoe was a great symbolism of what would happen in that situation ever again. What do you think the shoe represents? Oh, the shoe represents the idea of balance. So he saw this under the table, right? And mm -hmm. he saw this shoe just like standing up out of nowhere. There was a quote at the beginning of the film. Yes. Oh my God, I can't remember. But because I know that was mean. linking to that. That was linking to that. And I think that got him driven insane about like getting the whole thing just recreated. I don't know. It was, it was a quote from okay, the Bible. So the text from Nope is... I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile and make you a spectacle. Buckle up. Right. It's a biblical quote from the Old Testament. That is a great quote for the whole film, basically. You can pinpoint anywhere to that. And then mm. especially for that sequence where the shoe was standing up and make a spectacle out of it, really. Yeah, right. And I think that that's a, that's a really interesting take. And, you know, you get that as well through the fact that Stephen Young's character is the only one that Gordy doesn't try and attack and actually tries to fist bump him, which we had already established was like a thing that they did. And they kind of like established the exploding fist bump. And like that kind of pertains to that kind of control and understanding that they had an understanding between them. In the same way that OJ has an understanding with the horses that other people can't understand. And they don't treat the horses right. You see that at the film shoot at the beginning, which like, I want to say that my one criticism of this film would be that the first act definitely takes its time. And once the narrative picks up, it forgets certain threads such as OJ's father's death, which does feel oh, yeah. like a thread that kind of is forgotten. Having said that, the narrative is so clever in the way that it sets things up and it mirrors itself. For example, yeah. you get this whole seemingly pointless scene 
at the film studio. But what that scene is doing is not only is it establishing, you know, differences between OJ as a character and his sister, it's not only establishing this cinematographer who will then come to try and help them get a picture of Jean Jacket, but it's also setting up this idea of people not understanding and not trying to understand animals, which later on becomes a huge thing in how this team managed to, you know, lure out Jean Jacket because they understand it as an animal and they're not just trying to make it a spectacle. Similar things like there's a moment where Kiki Palmer's character finds this well photograph and it's just a throwaway moment. But at the end, that becomes so important for her trying to get a picture of Jean Jacket and just the amount of things in the narrative that are introduced and then like come back as these huge moments, I think is so, so impressive. Like a tight narrative is so important. And for the most part, this film really does have a tight narrative. Even like the shots of the wavy things, you see the shots quite often and then they come back and it's just brilliant. It's just a great tie back to beginning of the film, which is great because if you got seen the tie back at the beginning or earlier in the film, that's a great way of like engaging the audience and I really love that and it's a great way of like unfolding a mystery and connecting the dots as well for these characters where they got their motivations from and it's just great and I just love that yeah I think the characters are so well realized I think Kiki Palmer especially is such a good character just that that first act is so important in making you love these characters and I think it does an amazing job to put you in their shoes before we get the whole narrative with trying to get Jean Jacket and this mystery. I think it really excels at all of that. It's a great way of like, as you said, like the characters are very self-realized in that what they're trying to do and you get to see their ideas on what Jean Jacket is. So you got the security guard putting out the cameras and talking yeah. about like the idea of like these UFOs from space and like what they're trying to do. And it's a great way of the question of like, what's its purpose throughout the film? And it's it's a great idea to explore that. And the cinematographer as well, that is obsessed of getting the impossible shot. He tries to do that with Dean Jacket, but then he gets sucked in. Yeah, like, and he's kind of very much consumed. And you also get that biker who shows up very quickly and like even after he hits the EMP and his bike shuts off and he is on the ground with loads of bones broken. He's like, where's my camera? Where's my camera? And it goes to show that there is a pointlessness, especially with the ending, seeing all those reporters, as a pointlessness to doing things just to get like that kind of fame or glory as personified with the first ever picture of the black man on the horse who is the descendant of OJ and his sister, but is never remembered as the first thing on camera that would be remembered as train arriving at a la Cabtioi or baby's breakfast or something like that, or workers leaving the factory. Like those things are much more remembered and there's just a pointlessness in trying to be the first to get this thing. I really like how the film explores that as well. Yeah, it's so brilliant. Well done of getting the idea of like, you're consumed by the idea of getting this thing presented or like a film or anything documented or anything that you know you're trying to chase and that is the main thing of the film they are trying to chase something trying to get the alien or trying to get gordy or trying to get lucky into the shot and work along it but then it doesn't work out sometimes and there's consequences as well there is a little bit of comeuppance when jean jacket hovers over oj's house 
and unleashes tons of blood and rubbish that it consumed onto the house and it was like the most terrifying scene yeah and oh my god it's so like threatening yeah it's a great scene to show what creature can do and it was so so terrifying there are numerous shots of like the house throughout and you know like you see it in at the day at the night and then kind of at the end when it's covered in blood and afterwards and you know it again goes to show how like in the effort to try and get this really small thing they lose what they have and at the end all they have is each other and that's why it's so important when OJ appears at the end I think that's just so good so nope what are you going to give it out of 10 okay so this is kind of a bit hard for me because you know, you've seen the trailers and you wanted to find out what this whole thing was. And that would be really excited. But apart from that, I thought this is a great piece of filmmaking that was shown in cinema. And I never felt so intense watching this film. And it's a great experience to watch. So I'm going to say a 10. Amazing. I agree with you. I think it's difficult to separate the experience from like, you know, if it's ruined by something like the trailer. But I do think that that did have an unfortunate kind of impact and it made that first act a little bit difficult. Uh, I'm going to go nine. It's just so good to not talk about because, you know, we we obviously do a lot of franchise stuff and a lot of like, you know, recently we've done like the Disney's Pinocchio and like we've done like all the like Marvel stuff and even doing Lord of the Rings. We've done some great stuff and some pretty bad stuff, but it's great just to talk about just like a film that is so separated from all of that and is just a director's vision put on screen. And yeah, it's just been so fun. Thank you everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed it, give it a thumbs up and give us a nice review on Spotify for listening there. You can subscribe or follow if you want to see more. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OurStimeFilmPod if you want to see other thoughts and our awesome thumbnails. And you can email us OurStimeFilmPod at gmail.com. Ask us questions about, note about other Jordan Peele movies. Just like go crazy or ask us questions about anything or tell us your thoughts on all these things. Yeah, and we absolutely enjoy talking about Nope. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Be good. Just make sure you look up the clouds. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Make sure that all the clouds are moving because you don't want to be eaten by aliens. Ooh. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. What was that? Ooh. Because it was like, ooh, you know, like, you know, like in horror films, like, I know sci-fi, you know, like the alien just go, ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, I tried to do some. It bit. was beautiful. Hey, it was be- who am I to judge? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.